Dr Elizabeth Poole of the University of Staffordshire has conducted research in media coverage of Islam and the impact it has on audiences. Poole used three methods. Quantitative analysis, counting the volume of coverage by topic. Qualitative analysis, examining how stories are represented. And audience research, to discover what Muslim and non-Muslim audiences make of what they see and read. Paul starts by explaining the advantages of quantitative content analysis. The value of this is that it gives you a representative sample, quite a large sample, and allows you to what they call measure for frequency, which gives you an idea of the patterns of coverage over a particular period of time. But the criticisms of content analysis is that it tells us what is represented but not really how it's represented. So that's why qualitative content analysis is helpful to then look at the kind of themes of coverage, dominant themes of coverage and associations made with Islam and Muslims. But of course, content analysis alone can't really tell us the relationship between the media and the audience. You know, we can't assume an effect from just looking at content and we can't assume that people are all affected in the same way. So that's why I did audience research, to try and look at the interaction of text and audience. Her audience research was conducted using focus groups in Leicester and a nearby village. The focus groups were constructed by the variable of cultural proximity, i.e. direct contact with Muslims, because I thought that cultural proximity would have an effect on how people understood Muslims and how far media discourse had an impact on their perceptions of Muslims and Islam. So I did some research with groups of Muslims, male and female, and some research with non-Muslims who had direct everyday experience of mixing with Muslims in a multicultural environment and some research with non-Muslims who had very little contact with Muslims in their everyday life, maybe only seeing Muslims in, in town where they're out at a distance because I wanted to see whether that variable, cultural proximity, had any impact on people's understandings of Muslims in Islam. And what did you find? Obviously, Muslims tended to reject the press discourse, and that's based on religious identification because the texts are structured to attack that kind of religious aspect of their identity. They kind of immediately rejected that, even where cultural proximity was an issue. So, for example, if they knew nothing about a place or an event, you know, say events in Egypt at the time the Luxor incident was in the news, they'd still try and find alternative ways of constructing the text because they didn't want to take on that kind of negative ideology. While as the participants who were non-Muslims, who had contact with Muslims, they had a much more kind of liberal, tolerant approach, accommodating approach to kind of minorities, which affected their understanding of other races and of their kind of Muslim friends, but they differentiated their Muslim friends from what they saw as a kind of real Islam, which was kind of represented in the papers. So this was kind of a negative, restrictive representation, which they seemed to believe, and yet they obviously didn't have much discussion with their Muslim friends about the religion because they somehow separated them from that. You know, they're different, they're individuals, but Islam is like this. So that was interesting. And the non-Muslim, non-contact group, again, they were interesting because they didn't hold what we'd see as kind of Orientalist images of Islam because they tended to share 
the uh, kind of press discourse of the kind of red top tabloids where Muslims are kind of subsumed under a racialized other. At the time, British Muslims weren't clearly identified in the red top tabloids. So that kind of blocked their idea of who Muslims were in that way. They just kind of had this negative perception of a kind of racialized other. Which of the two non-Muslim groups had the more positive view of Islam? would you say? The non-contact group didn't really have a clear idea of what Islam was or who Muslims are. So they just had a negative outlook of people they'd seen in the streets dressed in hijab. So in some ways, it wasn't as negative as an image that was more informed, as with the contact groups, who had a much clearer idea of who Muslims were and what they represented to them, but was still a very negative perception. Although there was much more room there, I think, with those groups for having a kind of positive impact on their opinions because there was a real desire to be kind of, like, tolerant and fair but obviously they somehow didn't have any information other than negative information about Muslims. So what kind of changes have you observed since 9-11 and 7-7? Basically, before 9-11, the representation of British Muslims was as a cultural threat, not a physical threat. So the terrorist threat was seen to be outside Britain or Muslims, non-British Muslims, coming into Britain as exiles or dissidents. Following September the 11th, the prime image of British Muslims is now also as a terrorist, so a physical threat. So that's the biggest change since 9-11, but also that coverage has lost some of its variety, and also it tripled after September the 11th.